0: I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. We have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast.
1: Hello. I hope everyone's safe and well. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast, hello to you. If you're listening live on LinkedIn, then feel free to say hello. So this week, we've got this past Virtual Christmas Market, a bit of an update on that. That's on the 26th of uh, November. So this is a bit of a special treat that we put together, uh, really, just to thank everyone that's been uh, working really hard as part of the assessment community. It's mainly kind of focused at the UK one because that's where the storeholders are from. But we do welcome, appreciate anyone to come along and socialise and network. The two aspects to this, one is socialising and the other one is uh, uh, buying things as well so uh, we're also hoping to have a few charities along as well so uh, Ben and Sam will be putting together and circulating out some more updates regarding the stores that we have at the market but this is what the market hall will look like uh, Ian Higgins has been working very hard on this as part of our work within the Remo platform if you've not done anything in the Remo platform yet it's it's absolutely excellent the idea is that each one of those tables will be a holder. They'll You can have intimate conversations with them about the products that they sell. Uh, but then you can also go off with your friends and uh, go and have a conversation and chat. What we really kind of recognize is that you know, within the UK sector particularly, there's been a very, very few events, virtual events with proper networking. Uh, In America, they've had some big conferences, so uh, everyone's been able to kind of mix there a little bit more. But in the UK, it's been a bit uh, of a weaker prospect. So uh, please do sign up. Go to uh, spasscom slash I'll put the uh, link in the bottom of the LinkedIn as well, but uh, please do sign up. Um, And I'd love to see you there. We're we're, really looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Um, Right, okay, so just some other activities then. So we're going to play a a quick couple of clips from uh, Graham Clark from SQA from the uh, past conference. Graham gave a fantastic presentation about uh, the view uh, of Scotland through the COVID mist. Uh, So let's play a couple of those clips for you, uh, and I'll give you some other updates as well what's going on in the sector. Here's the first one, talking about opportunity.
2: This pandemic and the COVID overall is about
1: opportunities.
2: We shouldn't, we're not planning just for next year, we're planning for next year, the next year, the next year and ongoing. And looking at what opportunities does this COVID event actually give us to make a difference in the use of technology in assessment and learning. I think first of all, what is clear is we need to align closer the whole notion of learning, teaching and assessment. And BTL as a past product, is fundamentally a a summative assessment tool. But what's been clear and was always clear, I think, to us in SQA is that without formative, summative in the technology sphere is never really gonna make the impact that it needs to make. We need to start to bring closer the learning, techn- learning, teaching and assessment as a range from digital learning, digital learning approaches, formative assessment that's integrated in the learning that leads easily
1: and without barrier to summative assessment delivery. So that's an excellent point that Graham's making about the fact that it's about merging that learning and assessment uh, aspect. And it's something that we've been working very hard on with some other projects as well. Uh, those of you know the work that we've done with Alpha Plus and the Welsh Government on the national progress testing uh, is one of those classic examples. And if you watched last week's update, I played a, a Simon Trevors' kind of view for the future uh, regarding the, the whole idea of continuous assessment and the tools and services that we're building into the platform. Here's Graham just talking about going forward. What can these
2: times say to us going forward, especially in what the use of technology for assessment and learning may actually look like? Well, in Scotland, from March 2020 onwards, what it looked like? About 700,000 plus learners working at home. And that's just school number, never mind college and university students also sent home to continue their study. Expectation of online learning and support across the board with limited disruption. Using school college supplied home ICT. I think that was a surprise to parents it was certainly a surprise to young people, but one of the really interesting things for that, I guess, is it varied, it varied across local authorities, schools, colleges, regions,
1: areas, family dynamics and family situations. So that's a really, really fascinating presentation. I do recommend that you check it out. Um, interestingly, after Graham gave that and recorded that presentation, there were some announcements in Scotland, in particular they they started reducing the number of exams. They're looking ahead to uh, next year, and very recently in Wales, that's been the same case as well. Um, obviously, that's the UK's view. If you're listening or watching from elsewhere, then please do get in touch and tell us you know what's happening in your world regarding uh, examinations and what's next. Okay, so there's lots of stuff there to really digest. And if you do want to see more about that, then please do head to conference.spass.com where you can see Graham's presentation. I've got a couple more uh, insights now uh, for you from the conference. So first of all, we've got uh, Janet Legg from the Association of Corporate Treasurers just talking about their successes this year.
0: Hi, everyone. I'm Janet from the ACT and uh, here to talk a little bit about our successes from this year. So really excited to announce that we've launched um, and are launching two new qualifications, which are in the cash management space. And as we launch those as well, we will be moving to our on-demand assessment model, which will be the first for us. All our exams usually are session-based. So we've done a lot of work with BTL in the past to get our exams into that format, as well as obviously using um, remote invigilation to carry that out. Um, and then, you know, very excitedly, we're also looking at the digital badging. So that is a sort of area to watch as we progress through the year, Um, but we'll be probably looking at working with Surpass there as well to do some integration. So a really exciting year, lots of challenges, as as you've all had, and um, looking forward to hearing other people's success stories as well in the conference.
1: And there were plenty of other success stories as well. Thank you to Janet and the team for all their hard work and effort uh, they have really helped us, along with just really banging the drum about remote proctoring. For those that don't know, Janet and her team were uh, kind of trailblazers. Really, they started uh, a couple of years ago now using remote proctoring solutions. And when it came to making that pivot, um, they didn't really need to pivot. They were already in place for that. And. We were able to help use their knowledge and understanding to, to help others. So, um, and 17 organizations have um, started using remote proctoring with this past platform. So, uh, congratulations to everyone who's made that a successful step. Um, looking in the same direction, really. Uh, Matt Wingfield's going to give a bit of an update now from the E-Assessment Association. Um, now, Matt is the chair. I'm actually the vice chair. Um, I like to kind of help out and dabble these things. Um, and I really just, as well as aside for this, just look out for further news and updates coming from the Assessment Association about next year's conference. Um, I was involved in some planning conversations there, um, and it's looking to be a really exciting event. So here's Matt just giving a bit of a, an update from the Assessment Association. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt Wingfield. I'm chairman
3: of the E-Assessment Association. For those of you who aren't aware, the E-Assessment Association is a professional membership body uh, with now nearly two and a half thousand members from right across the education sector uh, with a common interest in understanding more about and propagating best practice in the use of technology-enabled assessment, both for formative and summative uh, assessment means. Um, it's interesting to note that over the last six months in particular uh, we've seen a huge spike in the interest in technology enabled assessment and I think there are three areas in particular that have caught people's attention and of course this has been um, in part because of the pandemic Um, but I think the interest in these areas was already there it's just been heightened and catalyzed by the pandemic the first is um, remote invigilation slash remote proctoring um, increasing um, interest in that area and it's been really interesting having dialogue with both awarding organisations Uh, end users and, um, interestingly, uh, regulators with regulators coming to us at the Association for advice um, and guidance on how to use remote invigilation most effectively. I think the other area is remote practical assessments. So one of the downsides of the pandemic is people who were scheduled to take assessments that would show off skills and capability weren't able to do so. So another rising area of interest is how do you deliver those sorts of things remotely and then finally, um, formative assessments, always been something very close to, to my heart, um, but as a mechanism to introduce greater resilience to the overall process, formative assessment gives us an opportunity to both signpost progress, capture evidence over a period of time, um, and thus, when we end up not being able to deliver a summative assessment for any particular reason, we've got something concrete to fall back on. So there are some observations of, of what I think has been happening in the space over the last six months. I'm really looking forward to the surpass conference um, and hopefully meeting some of you there virtually um, to discuss and exchange
1: ideas. And Matt certainly did there. Um, it was really worth pointing out that uh, formative, you know, again being part of Matt's uh, point, um, and it's something we're seeing more and more. So, if you do want more information about formative assessment with Spass, then please do get in touch. If you want to watch all those presentations and other updates from the Spass conference, head over to conference.surpass.com. Now, big announcement times, past release, uh, update. Uh, so 12.23 is uh, live now, I believe. Um, if you're on the mailing list for updates, then look out for an email from uh, the product communications uh, team on that. So th- that will give you links to all the, the amazing features and highlights. Um, Jack and Nathan did do a webinar last week. And if you want to head over to this past.com website to the webinars there, you'll be able to find out more information part of the release, one of the big parts really was the new help site. So here's Jack and Nathan just talking about what's in the new help site.
4: Yeah, I I feel like just calling it an improved help site is is underselling it a bit Um, more. It's a complete kind of ground-up, user-focused, user-centered rewrite of of the entire documentation, isn't it? Um, So I'm going to show you the different ways that you can access it and exactly what you know, what it actually looks like and and what we've improved. So the main way that most people are gonna be accessing it um, is, as Jack said, from the question mark at the top right of any page in the system. Okay, so if you click on this question mark on regardless of where you are in the system, it will take you to the relevant help page. So I'm on the home screen of Surpass at the moment. And if I click on that plus, it will take me to the article about the Surpass home screen. The other way to access it is just through the URL. So you can see at the top of my screen there, help.surpass.com. So you go to that and it will take you to this page here. And there's there's a few things going on here that I'll kind of talk you through. So first of all, there's the actual structure of the documentation. And you can see the structure through this drop-down up at the top, which lists the different areas of surpass, and you click on those, and it will take you to the, the relevant area of the system. Um, Those areas are also represented in the tiles on this homepage as well. So if you want to know something about item authoring, you click on item authoring, test admin, click on test admin and so on. However, I think the way that most people are gonna be finding things in here is through this up here, the search bar. So whatever you want to know about surpassed, whether it's about a particular question type, a particular kind of niche setting um, within within the system. You search for it in here. um, And well, I'll show you what happens. What's your favorite question type, Jack? Give me something to go off.
3: i would have to be the old classic, wouldn't it, the multiple choice? It is a classic.
4: (laughs) So I go up to this search bar here, right? Multiple choice, and you'll see here just underneath that it's actually giving me kind of live search results. So anything that has multiple choice, either in the title or in the kind of main body of the article starts showing up. So And these are kind of ranked by um, relevance as well. So you see creating a multiple choice question, which is what you're interested in, Jack, is right up there at the top. But you'll see multiple choice survey, multiple response, other relevant things start popping up as well. So that's in the kind of live search as you're typing. If you press enter, it takes you to the search results, which will give you not just the article titles that you've just seen, but also little excerpts that kind of summarize what's in that particular article right so you've got here creating a multiple choice question and it'll you know says what's in the article this article explains how to create a basic multiple choice question in and includes details on how to add rationale and labels and uh, and so on so so you know exactly what's in that article before you click on it so you're not wasting clicks and wasting time by going into irrelevant articles if so I just go into that, creating a multiple choice question article, this, this is the new help. And I think the, the first thing that you notice, the first thing that I noticed once we started working on this was it, it just looks a lot more kind of appetizing, I suppose, right? The old documentation was was useful, but it was, it was very, very busy. Whereas this, it, it, it's much cleaner, a lot more white space, a lot more images, that sort of thing. So generally, each article is in a kind of three-column layout. So in the middle, you have the, the main content, the, the meat of the article, right? It's got all of your images, all of your settings, that sort of thing. On the left-hand side, you have this pop-out menu here that gives you the overall structure of the entire documentation. So you can see where in the system your current article kind of lives essentially. So you'll see here, creating a multiple choice question is in the creating item section of item authoring. So you can always kind of contextualize where the, your current article is in the kind of broader context of the system. Then on the right hand side, you have the contents of the page. So you've got all of the different subheadings within the page. So if you you already, like you're an expert, Jack, right? You already know how you sort of basic principles of creating a multiple choice question, right? You don't need all this beginner stuff at the top. All you want to know about is weighted marking, right? So you see that in the contents, you click on it, and it will jump you straight down to that relevant part of the article. Okay.
1: So there's plenty more on the webinar. So if you want to watch the recording from that, and then please do head over. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sharing a couple more clips of the, the from the uh, webinar, some features. Okay, so just some um, events and news and industry updates now. So uh, last week, or this week, sorry, was the ICE Exchange Conference. Uh, That was uh, supposed to be in Miami, but they made uh, kind of make a last-minute switch to a virtual conference. Um, It was an excellent event. Uh, It was in the Pathable platform, so anyone who's out there looking for a virtual conference environment, um, I've heard some very good things uh, from the uh, people that attended that. They could find their way and they could – Get to the events, uh, so that's worth checking out. Um, thank you also to Barry and Amanda for their excellent questions that they put together as part of the uh, trivia night we did on the Tuesday. ATP call for papers is now open. Um, head over to Innovations uh, in Testing uh, ATP if you want more information. The deadline is the second of September. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and the team and you want to put something in as a part of a community submission, then please do so. It is virtual this year. Um, the date for the actual event is the um, 27th to 29th. Um, one of the handy things about being virtual, it's always quite an expensive conference to go to. It is a big assessment industry conference. Um, and it's really worth attending. The advantage of being virtual is that you don't have to pay all that jet fare uh, and accommodation. So it's a slightly cheaper event to go to this time. So I do recommend that you do consider your options in terms of uh, putting submission in. Uh, There does need to be two organizations on the submission uh, is the kind of typical structure, but they've got plenty of different uh, options. And I understand the peas in the pod uh, one from this year was actually one of the most successful and most uh, engaged sessions. Other updates, so we've got a webinar coming up. Um, I'll be sitting down with Kerry and Sue uh, from the test delivery services team to deliver a webinar, just really talking about uh, how our test center network is now open as usual. Even with the lockdown on at the moment, we are still delivering tests in centers and via remote proctoring. So please do check that out if you wanna come join us. Uh, We're hoping to have uh, just some clips and updates and news from the centers themselves and stories about how they pivoted during the The pandemic, so please do check that out. And also, we have uh, the ATP EdTech uh, Computational um, Psychometrics uh, Summit on the third and fourth. I can never say that properly. Uh, Manny's uh, Pop Topics, uh, so he does that alongside uh, another uh, group of um, uh, quite well known uh, members of the community. Liberty's in there as well, and Chichek, as well as uh, Robert. And then we have another event coming up in the next year, which is on January 25th around Unlocking the Secrets and Successful Assessment and Credentialing Programs. I'm also trying to twist um, some fellow community members into uh, putting an event on in January, um, as being a bit of a technical support to them and then being the um, uh, content organisers. So look out for that. Uh, I really do think the UK uh, sector needs uh, some good conferences, um, coming up as well. I know there's the e-assessment question one uh, which should hopefully be taking place uh, at some point um, spring and summer next year but um, we really reducing some other events. So thank you for your time today. I hope you've enjoyed that update. I hope you found it useful and um, stay safe and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
4: We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be
1: back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.